Dana White was on fire in Chicago, and I want to give ESPN a compliment. Their top headlines, they have an article, 23 MMA thoughts, including how Cejudo's run almost never was. 23, the imagery is not lost on me, Raph, that a Chicago fight has the iconic Michael Jordan branding here right in ESPN's not-so-subtle use of 23, which means it's time for Verbal Tap. I am your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing? Do you have 23 things to say about anything right now? He's been retired for so long. You know the children only know him as the crying Jordan meme, right? I don't know that, but I mm-hmm. do think there's a documentary coming out about him. So that'll be good. That's fine. I enjoyed the time when Michael Jordan was playing. I feel that there are further and further of us who actually remember that, but yet it is still being talked about as if he is an entity that is playing currently. Are you implying this is not ESPN being cute? They had actually 23 thoughts about this fight? Yep, 23. I mean, I would have been more impressed if they had the amount of correct, uh, astute thoughts from the time he changed his jersey number. Because I think that would have been impressive. 23 to 45, not 23 MMA thoughts, including Yasuda's yep. Red. That's a great inside yep. joke. Give me Jordan 45, said. everybody. I want to hit you with immediate headlines. Headline one, Tom Cruise would beat the <laughs> no. ever-living shit out of Justin Bieber. And I don't, I don't enjoy this. I don't understand okay. why Bieber feels qualified to call anyone out in a fight. I don't know why he would feel qualified to call anyone out in even a rap battle, which I think is closer to what if he said, Justin Timberlake, I challenge you to a freestyle. That headline makes sense to me. This one doesn't. Raph, who you got? Um, okay, I've thought this through. But I do want to point out why Bieber did this, and I do want to give him some credit. And Pissed I'm sure some of you are like, wait, what? But here's why we need to give him some credit. He's if, in none of the Mission Impossibles. None of them. No, no. He has no real connection to Tom Cruise that anybody really knows about. Um, but somebody put up on our post, because we put this up today, and we said, hey, you know, guys, this is a thing that happened. We'd love for you to weigh in. And weigh in you did, America. You People told us your thoughts. Oh, they they did. It's not surprising because there was a lot of Bieber hate. And then there's some Scientology talk, which, fair, Tom Cruise is a Scientologist, which is a make-believe thing. If you are a Scientologist listening to this podcast, I don't know how we've kept you this long. But, Xenu, what's up, okay? So let's get straight to the idea that people are breaking down the element of this as an actual thing. Because you outlined it as just a call-out. But it also got a response from Conor McGregor who said, if Tom Cruise is man enough to accept this challenge, McGregor Sports and Entertainment will host the bout. Does Cruise even have the sprouts to fight like he does in the movies? Stay tuned to find out. First, okay. uh, what would lead people to believe that? He he jumps out of numerous planes without a parachute in some of these movies, which I cannot imagine him doing in real life. So. Being an action star is amazing. Being a pop star is amazing. I don't. So my immediate reaction when I saw Connor, by the way, get involved in this was: eh, Is there anyone else that can host that? Is there somebody with maybe a scotch more credibility? 
because mm. that sounds like it has all the working as of being like Justin Bieber just did a whole dust pile of methamphetamines before the fight. And that, while fun, not the fair terms I'm looking for. I want USADA testing. I want this to be like Dana's Wednesday night celebrity contender series. <laughs> you know, if there's one thing the Beavs has taught us, Kev, it's to never say never. And that's an important thing to remember here. So why am I going to give him props? It's very simple. And you've alluded to it multiple times, which is Tom Cruise is a crazy human being. He jumps out of planes even when the people on set say, hey, Tom, we've got people to do that for you. And he's like, no, man, I want to do it. In one of the last Mission Impossibles, he did a stunt jumping from an airplane close to about 50 to 60 times. That's too much. I would have looked at our guy who was doing the filming and said, did we get it on the third take? Because that's you what have we're doing. four shots at this, <laughs> I swear. And I mean this one jump. Like, we're not going to do more jumps. So you better get your four shots while we so, do this jump. Our good friend Eric Keith put, Tom Cruise is a 56-year-old man with a net worth of $570 million. Pretty sure it's more about him having more important shit to do rather than him not having the sprouts. To which I responded... Way better argument than when Gal Vall wouldn't fight Gordon, by the way. That, one, <laughs> that's all, that one's got numbers right there. Our response was, you clearly don't hear how much the dude loves doing nonsensical stunts. Biebs did his homework on this one. So I'm of the standpoint that Bieber could have called out anybody in the world, literally any other celebrity human being, and a lot of us would have said, yeah, okay. I mean, that's weird, but that's stupid. Uh, I think actually Eric is responding right now as, as uh, we're speaking. But instead, he called out a crazy human being who might. I'm not saying Tom Cruise would ever be entertained by any of this in the way that the rest of us are all having fun with it right now. But there are a lot of people who would just flat out say, no, Tom Cruise is probably pacing around at a mansion having his people talk him down and going, Tom, it's a tweet. It's from a child star. He sings a song called Baby. And Tom in his truly, truly, this is the only way he really knows how to act, which is more intensity in every scene he's got, is just pacing and going, I don't know, man, I've got the need. And they're like, no, Tom, I know you're in Top Gun 2 already. He's like, you remember when I did Tropic Thunder? They're like, yeah. He's like, do you yeah. remember when I did Days of Thunder? He's like, yeah. I bring the thunder. He would just, it wouldn't even make sense. Like he would just be listing his action resume. I think this is again early Vegas odds. I think Cruz is a three to one favorite. That's just my that's just my take. I've never Bieber's got the skinny arms and the effeminate neck. Sure. I mean, it just isn't. He doesn't seem like someone and. I, I think for me, he should have to fight Eminem before he gets this <laughs> fight. I don't exactly know Eminem's age. Doesn't matter. I don't know Bieber's age or Tom Cruise's. So the three of them, there's definitely a matchup. It's just like, I don't think he should get to skip right, right to Cruise. Like, he should have to get out of his own genre first. Yeah. Asshole pop star. And well, as he okay, taught us I... while we're reminding ourselves of Justin <laughs> Bieber lessons, it's never too late to say, I'm sorry, Raph. Or it was too late to say I'm sorry. I don't remember the exact lyrics, but I know the song was named I'm Sorry. So maybe yes. he'll come out in a week and be like, didn't realize how real this shit was. 
Scientology's attacked me. I'm done. Or he's joining. <laughs> oh, my God. Loser has to join the other's religion. This is simple. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Damn. Loser leaves religion match. I didn't think about that one. That's hot. It's like you have to disavow Scientology. It's like, okay, well, what's Beaver believe? It's like douchebaggery. He has to disavow <laughs> douchebaggery. Starts well, like dressing very. Like, Beaver very... used to be a very, very religious young man until I think he was introduced to ecstasy. That I don't explain know. some of the tattoos. Yes. And now I think he's just some sort of dude. It's like, hey, bro, it's like love. So whatever that religion is. All right. I would like to point it out. Let me let me let me do this. Okay, I want to do two things on this topic before we move on, because, again, you guys opened it up with how much you love talking about this topic. So we're doing it. Kev, how we do you are doing it. We promise. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm... No, I was saying, how do you see the fight going? Super quick. I think there's going to be a lot more kung fu than okay. anyone was ready for. I think that's the number one. So as he's starting to get shit geared up and giving him the business of Bieber's going to try and talk shit. Like, I know that neither of them's going to try and take this to the ground. Both of them seem somewhat familiar enough with how brutal that is. So to me, it then becomes what are we really dealing with from a hands throwing perspective? I think Uh Bieber has the reach. But like I said, with those skinny arms, what does it matter if someone just like a fly can swat at me all day if I don't give that that punch a little bit of justice, a little bit of carbs behind it. It's not going to work. And I just think Tom Cruise, much like you've insinuated, has so much to lose that he's going to come out just swinging like a crazy wombat, just like it's time to terrify people and set up the next 12 years of my career. Knocks him out less than four minutes into the first round. First round, and you're saying this is a Tom Cruise knockout? Tom Cruise, and I, I'm not prepared to predict how because I don't know what his training is. You could, <laughs> he just keeps throwing those kicks of, that are impossible from Mortal Kombat, the Kung sure. like bicycle kick, which sure. he, I bet he can do. And I just see him really landing like a nice kick jaw shot that sends Bieber into the tuck mode. Okay. You know what I'm talking about with the tuck no, mode? I, I get to what you're saying. I think I take a different interpretation of how I see Bieber playing into that role. Okay. L- allow me to explain. Okay. Here's how I see it but going you do, out. Yeah, I was like, I'm curious your play-by-play. Cause... My play-by-play goes like this. First of all, Tom Cruise walks out first because that would be the contract since Bieber was the one to say, hey, let's get this going. Tom Cruise walks out to Will Smith rapping for him on his way out. And uh, – for whatever reason, David Beckham would be holding uh, Tom Cruise's flag. And I'm not really sure if it would be a Scientology flag or an American flag. be very confusing. Um, or it might just be China because China is the biggest movie industry right now. And I'm pretty sure they've kept him afloat as a movie star, if we're being honest. Because those like Jack Reacher-like movies. Yeah, see like, both. Yeah, did see the both. Barely made money here. Definitely made money overseas. So... Didn't know how that one merited a sequel. And first I was like, oh. That first one rocked. Yeah. The second okay. one lacked a certain <laughs> thing you're looking for. But that first one rocked. Do you ever just like make a movie and then sometimes think, um, should we just make another one? Well, we don't know if this one made any money. I mean, we're all here, right? What else okay. do you have to do? 
It's like she doesn't have How I Met Your Mother anymore. <laughs> we could get a kid in this one, right? Like we didn't use anybody else famous. It's easy. Then Justin Bieber is actually going to sing himself out, which I think will be an epic walkout. They're going to need big screens, jumbotrons. We're talking uh, very shitty choreography. Usher may or may not make a guest appearance. I'm not sure what their relationship is well, right now. I was going to ask why, but it doesn't matter. Well, Usher used to be his mentor. Gross. Yeah, it's really bad. And it, I'm talking like mentor when he was a child. So, oh, yikes. Okay. Grosser. Yep. So, keep that in mind. If we can't get uh, Usher, it'll be the lesser Usher, which will be Chris Brown, who will show up. And uh, do they do a song together? Um, I think they have. You'd have to ask. Nah, (laughs) I don't want to be involved in this. So when Justin 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 comes out, they're going to make the announcements. It's going to be Michael Buffer, not Bruce Buffer, on this one. Sorry, Bruce. But then after they make the announcements. It's going to be the first time in history when the referee is going out to give the rules to both of the fighters. Like, Justin Bieber is going to start this, and he won't finish until the end of the first round. But he's just going to be making that weird look he does when he's trying to look innocent. And he's getting younger by the second where he just goes, sup, girl. But he's going to be saying that to Tom Cruise. So he's going to have that look for just like a minute straight. Meanwhile, you think Tom Cruise could take advantage of that. Nope, you're wrong, because he's going to be laughing over to the side, that maniacal Tom Cruise laugh where he just points and goes, my man, just. (laughs) And that's what the fight's going to look like for the first three minutes, at which point Bieber's going to get really angry once Chris Brown reminds him what domestic abuse looks like. And then he's going to charge after with the full force of the Neverland fighters, because he's essentially grown up Peter Pan, if you listen to any of his songs. And then it's going to look bad for Tom Cruise. But if you've seen Tom Cruise in any movie of his, you know the more you push him, the more psychotic he gets. So Tom Cruise, if this thing goes deep, like we're talking round and a half, Kevin, smart money's on Tom Cruise. Easy. Yeah, especially from a who smoked West less things in the last yeah. six months. Like, <laughs> just imagine what Bieber's been rocking in the drugs department. And say what you want about Tom Cruise, it's like he could probably sneeze and make weight. It's just, he's fine, right? He's buttoning it up. He's not been on well, a juice cleanse don't since forget, November. I think that sometimes the character of Chris Traeger, in terms of wanting to outlive everybody might, on earth might be is some tom, tom cruise mm-hmm. oh damn oh fuck sorry i'm also now putting tom cruise in parks and recreation and it's good <laughs> it is very good yeah and let's think about this have you ever watched tom cruise run uh i don't think in regular time like in slow motion obviously you know when he's killing people or trying to get his gut out I gotta see if there's a video of this. I think someone made a video online, and it's just Tom Cruise running in every movie he's ever been in. It's glorious, and he runs a lot. So if he ever got in trouble, I'm pretty sure he could duck in and out and do that like patent Tom Cruise run away and circle out plenty of times. So I know he's older, and I know Bieber sounds crazy, but this is actually a pretty good fight if you break it down. Yeah. And another lesson we learned from Bieber, you know, despacito. You just gotta, you just gotta do it. 
we're going to transition topics because we gave that as much time as I was hoping we would plus four minutes. So we crushed that. Do not forget what's important is what's covering your goodies while you train. It's one thing to get there, be stretched out, but you know, you need that confidence. You need to make sure you're not going to be the person that all of a sudden's like, Oh, did my Hanes rip? Ah, that's not great. Know what's under your gi. Head on over to NorthSouthJiu-Jitsu.com, NorthSouthJiu-Jitsu.com. Go navy for the summer. You know, give something mm. that'll make the tan shimmer. A little navy, a little gray. Raph, I want to throw some headlines at you that are the other top headlines on ESPN. You do not have to write quick jokes for them, so don't uh, okay. don't have any any flashbacks. Soon to be free agent cyborg will test market. Had to click make sure. It was the cyborg I was referring to or thinking it is. It is. Cyborg, maybe not the star of the UFC right now. Getting a little flirty with other things or exploring her options. Not a great comment is all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just because she's so promiscuous with going around all these different organizations, Kev. I don't that's think what they that's like it. to. I think that's what they're trying to insinuate here. I think she's going to. Maybe not having the same UFC favor she did probably two years ago. She's let's put it this way. Decline, I guess I think that she is open to exploring other organizations who can't find people for her to fight as well. Fascinating. Okay, that would be fun, especially if it happens to be well. They're going to have to make a choice, Ronda or Cyborg. I think so. I don't think the WWE is that who she's subtly hinting at here. Maybe. I mean, it's not a bad choice. And along those lines, I don't know if you saw this, but apparently Chael Sonnen says he was offered a lot of money by the WWE. A lot of money to do what? To start uh, doing his famous videos for them? <laughs> uh, so this oh, like... I got the Tom Cruise video, by the way. I'll just watch that while you explain this Chael Please Sonnen. Please do. I, and you know what? It doesn't get really good until almost maybe the halfway part, but it does show you that there's 18 minutes of film of Tom Cruise running in movies. <laughs> so think about that. a lot of military uniforms. Yes. Uh, the bad guy revealed earlier today, Chael Sonnen says before a second fight with Anderson Silva, someone from the WWE called him with an offer and said not to weigh in and not fight. And... Later, a second offer was Sho beat Anderson and be on Raw with that belt for $5 million. Wait, damn. Yeah. That got my attention even while Tom Cruise runs into a school building. Yep. That's a lot of money for him to not be. What's his deal with that? Is he still trying to be like, no, if I want to keep fighting, that's probably the last bastion and this option will still be available to me? Or is I don't know. I think he just likes to tell people that he's super important and that he's always has this insight into the WWE. I mean, in the past, in pro wrestling, they did have uh, Alender Blaze, if I remember this correctly. She was the women's champ in the WWE, and they weren't giving her enough money. So she actually went to WCW with her women's title from the WWE, then the WWF, and threw it in the trash. And it was an iconic moment 
And she's only recently started talking about it where she goes, yeah, now they allow me to talk about it because now they've put me in the Hall of Fame. But holy shit, nobody wanted to hire me after that. Wrestling is so complicated. It's just so it difficult is. to track. It is. But I mean, this was the WWE's way of saying like, haha, UFC will still undermine you at every opportunity we get. And just to let you guys know where I'm at on the running of Tom Cruise video, we're deeply in the firm of 1993. So we still haven't even made our way to what I really think is the true renaissance of Tom Cruise running films, which is the Mission Impossible series. Where he does a bit of jogging. But just oh. the amount of cardio he gets in the, He works a lot. It's the amount of he cardio does. he gets in these... Well, I'm going to go to the next headline. Okay. Ferguson defeats Cerrone via controversial TKO. We will get to this, but you're not allowed to hit people after the bell. Or so I thought. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, listen, I know a lot of you guys. I think the majority of fans know what happened here. I think honest fans were watching Donald Cerrone start to get a little pieced up. And there's nothing wrong with that because it was two rounds amazing. of an amazing, amazing fight. However, Kevin, there's one thing people need to understand. When he was getting pieced up, you could see that there was that big puff around his face. And what is the one thing you're not supposed to do when that puff on the face happens? Uh, you're not supposed to blow your nose. And he did. And that's when they stopped the fight. So then you get homeboys like Joe Schilling, who train with, of course, Donald Cerrone and a dear friend of the podcast, who says, don't call that a TKO. That's bullshit. And to which I say, I mean, technically, yes. However, you can go argue with Joe Schilling on your own alone island. I'll see. I'll be on the other shore. I just want to tell you guys this. That fight was over and Tony Ferguson did win. So that much we can probably all agree. He on. was peppering him hard. Just yeah. and hardened. Yeah. <laughs> I was about just phrasing myself. He was hard <laughs> and quick and deep and all those adjectives oh, that peppering him up pretty, pretty blisteringly. I just want to point out when you said slow motion, Tom Cruise running, there's probably no more slow motion Tom Cruise running than Mission Impossible 2, which some people don't love, but I do. Go on. Yeah, and you can tell he must have, because in the early parts of his career, it's all full speed. That must have been, yeah. he must have been clocking a nice four eight forty. I mean, the guy <laughs> looks like he's got good burst, is my point. Yeah. The, in his later years, they had to slow down the camera to give him that appearance of bursting speed. Plus, you know, more veins popping, the less toxins are robotically inserted. I don't know the logic. I'm going to go to the next headline. Cejudo added another belt with TKO of Moraes. He added another belt. He added another few uh, kneecaps in there, it looked like, while mm -hmm. he was getting kicked in the early rounds. Comes out a winner. Rap, I do want to note during Dana's soliloquies, and we're going to for sure get to his comments about what Cejudo said, but I like this uh, avenue as a way to talk about these. He was about to write a dear Abby letter about yeah. his passion for Cejudo's tenacity really loved it. He got in his, got in his Dana, like, <laughs> Oh God. When you, and he didn't just wrestle him. Like he didn't, and he got yeah. quiet Dana. Like I'm, I'm going to tell you all some wisdom here about how 
much I love Sudo. He's like, I'll never doubt that a kid again. Q 18 months from now, he's going to say something so conniving and mean. Might not even be that long. Might be nine months until Sudo's in fact doubted again. But it's going to be fun while it lasts. He was in rare form in his open fight honesty, but Cejudo TKOs. I love the Dars attempt. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved it. I, that's what I wanted the most of all. But Cejudo, you know, can't <laughs> his shit talking games improving? I don't is know it? that I would have called out. And this is where let's just let's do it. He called out. Cruz, <laughs> Faber, and Garbrandt. Mm-hmm. And Dana got, the, he did that in his post fight speech while he was going crazy. And Dana did my favorite thing. He's like, I honestly didn't hear it. I, I honestly didn't hear it. It's like, what were you doing? I'm just here. You're not going to give us an alibi for why you honestly didn't hear it? I mean, can that be the 24th thing that ESPN noticed on their card where Dana was during the title fight after speech? He does that where it's like, I didn't honestly hear it. Who did he call out? But then ask journalists. It's like, okay, well, he obviously doesn't remember or didn't hear it because he is being super like, who are the names? Just since that might be a good idea. Cruz, Faber, Garbrandt. Well, Cruz is injured. Faber's old. Garbrandt. <laughs> and when he breathed out, did you watch the press conference I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. wanted to say so badly. Here's what he wanted to say. I'm going to do all three. He wanted to say Cruz is injured, Faber's old as fuck, and Garbrandt's trash. What does he want to fight him? No, none of those are going to happen. Because he did in that series of three, and every good comedian knows that series of three is where you drop your good joke at the third. And he knows that. He knows to hit the third. But when he was looking at it, he goes, oh, well, it's pretty clear. You know, Rye's old, uh, Cruz is injured, and Cody's terrible cody (laughs) you know what i mean like that's essentially the way he did his three and i said oh ouch that one hurts even more it did thanks dan did you know garbrandt was like the fuck was that like you i he wish he would have said something meaner because then at least garbrandt's gonna that's gonna destroy garbrandt he's very sensitive so okay you alluded to the fact that suhudo got better with this trash talking i want to go back in time real quick no 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 yes (laughs) was that was that was i alluding to that i'm not sure i want to Pretty sure that's what you were arguing here. I love I that Eric Albers scenes in the back of every one of his videos now, just holding his belt. That's great. There was a moment when they were doing the photo ops right after the press conference, and Albers scene before they can even get the photos of the champ with his belts. Albers scene waddles his way in, raises his hand with them, and then like walks out of the scene and is like, no, 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 it's your moment. And I was like, no, backwards, do it the other way, Eric. But I digress. They have a good relationship. They do love each other. It's odd just the way he does it. And here's why it's even odder, Kevin, because when on Friday I'm looking around and I'm just kind of seeing what's happening. Uh, Actually, no, this is Thursday. This is for a press conference. When you see Cejudo show up with the king, cape, and crown, and then he's also a magician? So I guess in this series, Kevin, he's both uh, royalty and a magician. And it makes me think, how many kings from ye olden times did you ever hear also doubled as a magician on the side? 
Very few. I'll tell you why. Court jester is a position that you murder immediately. Yes. Most likely to be having sex with one's wife. The desire to get that type of power as king rarely comes with a sense of humor. Rarely, I say. So, anyway, uh, that's what happened. It was cringeworthy. A good uh, joke writing staff never hurts. Yeah. And then they were referring to it as King of Cringe. And that's kind of taken off. And the one thing that did make me a little nervous, though, is Eric Albertine on his Facebook or his social media said, if you thought he was King of Cringe before, and then he didn't finish that sentence. And now I'm actually shook. Now I'm actually kind of scared about that. I wasn't before. You should be. And I cannot urge people enough. Go fight Raph. He's so available in L.A. He's there all the time. You're going to be through there. Just go find him. That happened. I get encouraged to fight. Anyway, I want to point this out, though, Kev, because this is the thing that started to make me. I went to high cardio Pilates, and I'm nothing to be messed with or to get (laughs) something else loaded. I want to bring up this, which is that Suhudo had an amazing fight. Very, very happy for him. Uh, he showed great composure going from round where things were a little rocky to, man, he was very dominant. And Dana was right. He didn't He didn't have to go to his fucking wrestling. Did you guys see that? Man, this kid. <laughs> swear to God, this kid's somebody else. You know what I'm saying? I've doubted him before, but I'm not doing it again until another three months when he pisses me off in negotiations. Was but that man, a shot at Khabib, by the way? Yeah, I don't know. I was I, trying to figure out who the shot at wrestling was. He didn't just wrestle him. It was like, could be. Yeah, that felt like a shot at. It just felt like Dana's never not talking to someone. <laughs> well, everything's a negotiation for Dana, so it would make sense. It's just a matter of this is one of the few times he just uh, kind of has alluded to. Yeah, or right, I'm into this. That's fine, and and that's good because Suhudo as a fighter does come and show up. Um, however, I'm sure that part of the thing that you were finding with Dana, uh, shitting on and then kind of learning to appreciate for Cejudo is as follows, which is, I was telling people, you know, there's the Dana White that has to deal with the negotiations with Cejudo, which I'm sure have to be laborious, especially when you have Cejudo saying he's the face of the UFC. To which I say, let's see what those pay-per-view sales look like. Because I don't think they're going to be extremely strong. And the face of the UFC should be able to do it on their own. Counterpoint. Cejudo now is arguing that he's due the big fights. And that's the whole reason why Dana, when he was talking about those three people, is he's like, aren't you going to pick anybody current? And Cejudo's argument, which I understand, is he wants the money fights. The hard part in this scenario, though, is all of the people who are becoming these money fights actually solidified a base of pay-per-view sales to justify getting a jump or a raise. Suhudo's resume is doing that. His drawing power, I think, is still a little tepid. So it's no wonder he's asking for people like, I don't know, I mean, what's Connor doing? And, man, that would be so crazy. I mean, me and... Uriah Faber? Come on, guys. Dominic Cruz? Yeah, he can't fight for, like, what, another year? But let's get excited for that, because I need to make money? Because, y'all. And now he's also referring to himself as Triple C. And that doesn't get old soon. 
I don't know what will. It would have been super fun if he had called out GSP. Just for old time's sake. I'm just saying. You're going to name names. Somebody was asking, they're like, well, do you think he's going to go fight Max Holloway now? And, you know, is uh, third title in contention? And Dana White did say one thing that was very important, Kevin, which was, and I think you might have caught this at the presser as well, but Dana White was saying that, yes, do in part to Cejudo, the little guys can stand and fight another day because the flyweight division is safe. Dana White admitted, yeah, it's kind of dependent upon Cejudo. Oh, ouch, says Demetrius Johnson from Asia. Well, Demetrius Johnson right now is just saying, ka-ching, I don't care. Sure. It's nice not to be condescended to by people in tap-out shirts all day long. <laughs> That's a- I wish that was the official response. I want to go to this next headline, Raph, because it's one yes. that it's just a quick celebration of something you and I are both passionate about. Yeah. It also just I want to take a quick moment of silence, but all fighters make weight for UFC 238 in Chicago. You and I are passionate about food. We're passionate about people fighting, but I do want to take a second to think about the buffets, the local eateries, mm. the pizza delivery people that were impacted by these yeah. decisions. Because it's hard being a donut shop maker, you know, just outside of Chicago or wherever these fighters are coming from. But here they are, all making weight. But congrats to them, and congrats to you know, fitness. I don't fuck off. I just I'm so I'm torn on this one. It's a tough one. I'm pretty sure if they had just one Chicago-style pizza, they would be fairly fat. Like, I think that's the hard part is now they tell you if you go up too much weight, they suggest you go up a weight class uh, for a number of commissions. However, I wonder if in Illinois their whole thing is, eh, eat. You look a little thin. Put some some deep dish in that mouth. If there was a city we were all going to make weight, can it be L.A.? Or like a place where it's a premium on thinness. Like in Chicago, I was just like, yeah. all right. It's just, <laughs> I think everybody who weighs in at LA should just be like, I'm so hungry. I'm <laughs> going to have a smoothie because that's all I got to have. Cayenne pepper and lime juice. <laughs> Jeez. I, I always wonder who the fuck were the first people to start making some of these flavors. Because it just tells me, like, I'm just going to put some cayenne pepper. What do you guys think of that? No. I don't know. Put some lemon juice in it. Yay. Add that heat. I just want to go ahead and tell you guys, I just barely made it to the end of Tom Cruise running. And these people know me well. Because the next suggested videos from this same maker have to be every Statham kick ever. And every Bond gadget ever. God bless the internet. I will People be watching Statham Cake work. while we're doing this. Go on. Yeah, I'm actually going to transition to the fights. Okay. I couldn't maintain both Tom Cruise running and talking to you, I found out. Because once you were like, what do you think of that? I was like, I think War of the Worlds was a shitty movie. But damn, this running scene looks complicated. That's not what you were asking about. No. Henry Cejudo wins via KO, TKO. We've, we've discussed that, but, you know, no shame in that game. Two champion, Marais will be back. Shevchenko wins via gun tattoo, a.k.a. drop heel kick. Um, like, heel kicks. 
I don't know what you call that exactly. Like, is it a? Because it was like coming down. I guess that's my point. You know, it was beautiful. It's just amazing. Just an amazing performance, dude. I have a very big appreciation for that. I purposely did not put up the results of that fight on uh, the Verbal Tap fan page because I needed to wait for the video to happen. And when you look at that video, just the little switch that she does with the foot to finish is amazing. And I don't know, man, just watching that, it's one of the few times where you see a fighter down for two minutes where you go, yay, yay, let's so, oh, we can't celebrate yet, can we? Everybody take a deep breath. And then you're looking at Valentina being like, yo, yo, don't do the dance yet. Like, hold on the dance until we know she moves a little bit. Was like, I have a gun tattoo. <laughs> this is not my thing. Well, they did ask her backstage, and this is actually one of my favorite responses, is they were kind of like, I don't know, they, they kind of didn't stick the landing on the question, and I understood what they were going for, but they were essentially asking her, hey, you know, isn't it hard to be a fighter and basically kill someone and then just kind of, you know, I mean, you're a nice person. Just stand there and be nice while they're dead. I mean, it's hard, right? And she just goes, yes, but in this sport, you have to make that KO or that KO will happen to you. And I go, oh, yeah, no, that checks out. Yeah, I'm good with that. I got evidence behind that. Nope, that, that one was real good. That's a supported claim. So, you know. I'm not sure like that, though. The evidence doesn't support a ton of heel kicks to the face, but, you know. The evidence is still just starting to present itself. She said okay. KO, you know, not the not that exact. So, I just, uh, Ferguson defeats Cerrone, peppering him up. If you've seen mm-hmm. the eye, you've seen the yeah. eye. You know, Cerrone in the orbital. He is prone to some of these mistakes. Tune into you know his diving story with Rogan. Kidding, <laughs> or don't, or don't. Uh, this uh, Tony Ferguson wins though pretty convincingly. Tough, tough trip around for him on this case because there's some controversy surrounding him um, specifically and, and his relationship abuse allegations. Wins this title pretty con- not it's not a title fight but wins this pretty convincingly over donald cerrone who does seem to be struggling a little bit in terms of some of these fights like he obviously shows up and is always prepared but this is another fight where he incurs quite a bit of damage so not yeah. some of his quick shots and you know damage is damage this one's a big one ref what did you see with the with the overtime punch i don't know how to, <laughs> i don't know what you call it the bell ringer oh no <laughs> um i think that just happens and cerrone didn't seem to give a shit about the punch or the late hit i'm pretty sure his team was not happy about it but for him it's just like i mean we're fighting so what do you expect kind of a look i will say Um, donald cerrone is like probably he and the diaz brothers are like one of the best people to accidentally hit in a fight he's like what are you talking about we were fighting right exactly i don't even know why i brought it up it's my bad or they're the type that just look at you and is like, yeah, bitch, you better hit me after the fucking bell. How are you going to beat me round and round? It's like, well, that's not what I was asking, but all right. It's getting, it's getting very strange here. I don't know. I just, I'm confused on this area, which is, yeah, it sucks, but I don't think that 
really did him in. He knew. I think he has to know somewhere. And he did cop to it as much when the fight was all said and done. He's like, it was my fault. I made a mistake. I shouldn't have blown my nose. But I just venture to tell any human being not to try and do that. Because, holy fuck, dude, I I don't think you know about that situation until you're in it. And going to raise my hand. Never been in that situation. I was just going to say, and that's not a lot of us because me either. And, well, no, thank you. I prefer but I can tell you situation. when I've been kind of like smacked around or accidentally hit in the face Saw? in uh, the training, you know, I definitely have like kind of been like, oh, that hurts. I can only imagine just as a relief of pressure of being like, yeah, I'm going to blow mm, puff fish. No, fight over. Um, but I'll tell you this much. When I saw that eye, I go, yeah, I don't think you're going to let this continue between rounds. And I was fine with it. Uh, Kev, here's an interesting thing. You mentioned Tony Ferguson backstage. Now, Tony Ferguson is not any better than, say, Henry Cejudo on the mic in terms of cringe factor. But Ferguson was very well-spoken backstage. He was – like he had his shit together. He was – Good. He was answering questions honestly because earlier in the week Dana White said that he couldn't quite promise Tony Ferguson would have a shot at Khabib if he won, which is insane. I know it would be the fifth time, but think about this. Somebody put up a meme that was saying all of the things that have happened that basically – have happened in the time that Tony Ferguson has been in the UFC. And it's insane to sit there and think all of these people have gotten either title shots or their ability to go out there and fight, except for Tony Ferguson fighting uh, for this title. And, And again, I don't know if it's a combination of luck, bad things happening that are unfortunate, But it does make you change perspective in the sense that, like, fuck, dude. I mean, there's got to be some justice for this dude. And I do hope all of his mental health issues are cleared up. But I can tell you this. At the very least, he seemed to be way, way more, at least in that post-presser, just composed and able to talk about things in a clearer light that I've just never seen from him before in in that way. And that made me very happy. So I hope he's okay. I know that his wife had put up something that was actually like, you know, when somebody gets accused of something that intense, especially now they go through a very large amount of scrutiny. And I wasn't even so concerned about him and Donald Cerrone in terms of a fight. I thought he would win that fight. I just thought he had more weapons to beat Donald Cerrone. The biggest question mark I had was, is he okay? Wish clearly, I, wish I had made that same prediction. I, could have I tried to tell you guys. I literally tried to tell you guys. Because you both went for yep. Yep. Tony. And I tried to say, Cerrone. hey. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, I was like, you guys both went for Cerrone. And I tried to say, like, hey, guys, have you thought about Tony and both of you? Nah. Nope. Nah. Hadn't, I hadn't thought about it. Not living that life, right? Blind allegiance is what's to blame here. Well, it's also momentum because that is the hardest thing about Donald Cerrone is he does build up a lot of momentum. And when he builds up that momentum, people go, 
oh shit i love him so much he's so good yeah he has to win and then you sometimes overlook some things so just saying anyway john john just smacked up rivera with some good old-fashioned striking wins a decision but knocked him it's like smaller guys are so hard to really like finish which is why Cejudo does get some extra props for some of the things he's doing but damn I would have been knocked out so props to props to our man Rivera as he goes down and Tuivasa doesn't do any shoeys or does do shoeys I presume but doesn't get to do like three (laughs) with the camera on him yeah that's unfortunate yeah Especially for that Chicago audience. Though, if you're talking about somebody who probably did carry their weight on this card in terms of eating at the local Lurie's, mm. this was the fight. I'm that was for, when you were mentioning it. You were like, oh, nobody went out there to go eat. I was like, I couldn't think of maybe one or two people. I can think of at least two now that I'm looking at the card. And Ivanov, I'm ready for him to fight John Jones. Can we do that? <laughs> I know it's not the same weight class, but we'll just figure it out. Why not? It's huge. What the fuck else are we supposed to do at this point? Which guys, I what the fuck else are we supposed to do? Suarez defeats Azeroff Sterling over our man, Mr. Munoz. Yep. Grasso over Korasquesks. Carolina. <laughs> and tough time for the Renegade. Mr. Ricardo Lamas loses to Qatar. Cater. Whatever. Shaunen defeats Ms. Hill. Lewis gets beat up by Stewart. One of my favorite picks that our opponent didn't make was that fight because he probably could have. Uh, it doesn't matter. Wineland versus Popov. I didn't have results for this fight, Raph. Uh, you didn't. I think this was an add-on. I think this fight was, or we just didn't do it. One of the two. Uh, hold on. I should have that one. I thought we did do that. Because if you do have it and I happen to choose Wineland, I'd really like that information if he chose Popov. Interesting. Because so that I... would uh, really add some suspense to how this thing's going to end. Because Wineland wins over Popov, Shuk again over Calderwood. And if you have results. I don't have a result for that, I think. We did. It might have been an add-on. Uh oh. Or we just missed it. It's or the second it. fight of the, the second. Yeah, fight. I, know, I remember it. I was, but yeah, I just when I was watching it, I just go, oh okay, yeah, it's happening. All right. So stay tuned for a clerical error. But put another asterisk next to me losing mm. to Josh something. I don't even remember. Star Lord do. I do. Remember well, what do you have to do? <laughs> I have to buy one of his stupid shirts. And at least get Will to pose for a picture. I think Will would definitely do it. We'll see if Jubert is in that type of mood. Yeah. Because he has, you know, a red. I mean, Will might tell me to fuck off also. So, But I have an idea about a photo that doesn't incriminate them. But it might appease the Star-Lord. Excellent. Yeah, I feel ready. Well, Kev, I mean, this was a pretty good card in terms of... The big three. I thought all of the big three fights paid off. So I was pleased with that. There were some nice surprises throughout the night. Um, You know, I I got the chance to watch. I had to do it backwards because I only got to watch the big three live. 
And then I went to go watch everything else. And it is nice. I will say ESPN is a little bit better than Fox was in terms of making it so that if you do happen to miss it, say you have to go out with your family for birthday celebrations, you know, and you're like, oh, there's a pay-per-view. And they're like, uh, spend time and love us. And you're like, okay. That you don't get to see the prelims. So I didn't get a chance to see that, but I caught up with them immediately after the big three and I went backwards. And when it used to be on Fox, I couldn't really do that. But at least it's very user-friendly to find on ESPN Plus uh, so far. So I will give them uh, a short amount of props for being able to do that. If you do get a chance, even though I guess it didn't make it on our uh, carding this week, I would highly suggest you go watch Eddie Weiland's uh, Knockout of Gregory Popovich because it was it was ouch. I'll tell you that much. And the same thing with Calvin Guitar and Ricardo Lamas. That one, um, yeah, that that good too. So those are good. Uh props to Alamane uh, Sterling. Like Pedro Munoz is not easy to beat, but he put on a real good striking show in there and uh pedro had to be transported they said that there were six fighters that had to be transported that night to the hospital in the post presser i thought it was a little weird though at the end of the night that they had marlon Moraes uh have to come and do the post presser it just is one of those miserable nights for him where you know he's like yeah it didn't work and uh can't wait to talk about it and relive it right now ask me something else am i just here because everybody else went to the hospital <laughs> that was Dana did be like our visits or take whatever he calls them. Yeah, like trips tonight. There were six. It's like, damn. Yeah, were that many fighters? It's like what one out of every four fighters mm-hmm. <laughs> in the hospital right now. Um. So yeah, I mean, it, it, all in all, like the big three delivered. So there is that. Um. I don't know what else to say other than this. There's a couple things that Dana White was saying in the post presser. Um, they were asking him about <laughs> it's one of my favorite ones in <laughs> backstage. They're asking him if he could give information about Russia and if it was happening or not. And Dana White goes, "Hey, wait! Have we said what's happening with Russia yet?" Uh, I don't know. We were like, you don't know? And he goes, yeah, I mean, guys, I'm getting old. I don't know. <laughs> and I thought, Dana White is copying to sad grandpa right now. This and is I unusual, feel that's the saddest. Uncle D. We're used to you being like, you know what? You can go fuck yourself with Russia until we're ready to talk more about fucking Russia. Like, that's how Dana handled it two years ago. I'm not saying anything, but. Yeah. He's, I think maybe the soft. ESPN has added a little pressure to him. Oh, but there's think? nothing quite like <laughs> having him look around and go, have we, uh, we say anything on that one? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> because to me, I think Dana White even at some point said, now you guys know, when I know what's happening, I would never lie to you. And I go, that's not, I'm trying to speak for everyone, but we do not know that. Is that something that you've been trying to perpetuate? Like, um, there was one person who asked what was up with uh, Valentina's dance at the end. And Shevanko was all like, uh, that's my signature dance. And I wrote, it was the most polite bitch, please, I've ever seen. 
She says that she was hoping they were going to play her music as she was doing it toward the very end. I don't need to explain my dance moves to you. <laughs> uh, what I do when I tap out a bluebell. Just get up, start doing the worm. Let's also Box talk about Eric Albersine, who did show uh, Cejudo's ankle. So there was a rumor this week, or last week, going into the fight, that Cejudo skipped out on uh, media workout day. Because he was injured. And he's like, I'm not injured. What are you guys talking about? I'm, I'm not injured at all. And then, like, cut to him hobbling in a wheelchair into the press conference. Like, oh, yeah, no, I skipped because I was definitely hurt. So, oops. <laughs> but again, when would you all lie to us? Any I, I, final notes for the week, Raph, before I toss it out? We don't, we don't have anything grappling-wise other than the BJJ steroids team has been banned. Oh, yeah. And that was a fun... Us. Well, that was a fun excursion, by the way. So just so you guys know, the people, person who run BJJ Steroids reached out to us to do an interview. And we said, sure. And the day they were supposed to come on, their account got shut down. And we had only talked to each other via the Instagram. So they said that they would be interviewing with us. The problem is now we don't know who they are. And there have been multiple accounts that have come up where BJJ Steroids, I think, is still going to do an interview with Dark Arts Memes Podcast, which, by the way, sounds like you just put a whole bunch of random buzzwords for jiu-jitsu into a fishbowl, and then you created your podcast name because of that. Uh, Dark mm, Arts Memes Podcast. There you go. (laughs) I think they're doing an interview with them. And we look forward to seeing that. It's just, I don't know what their future is. Now, they said they wanted to correct some of the information that they felt that we didn't get correct, to which Kevin and I both say, oh, please do, because this is what happens when you have anonymous figures who are doing things, and you have prominent figures who won't talk about it, and you leave the rest of it to interpretation. So we usually at least try to get most of our facts straight if it is a second or third party. So we did welcome that. And I will say this. We would even welcome the other parties. We would welcome Galvo and Barbosa to come on the show as well. I get the suspicion they would not want to talk about it. The suspicion. Sorry, the the slight <laughs> suspicion they might not want to. And but, you know, call us jaded. We've just had some experience in the grappling. I'm just saying, before this was all said and done, I was supposed to have an interview with Barbosa. I don't know that he's going to do one with me now, if we're being honest, because I wanted to interview him to talk about uh, his Pans win, and I thought that would be prominent. I ran into him over at Worlds, and I was like, hey, you owe me an interview. He's like, oh, yeah, I do. And then the next day, things happen. And who knows? Maybe he won't do an interview with me now because of that. I just think it goes like this. We hope that all parties maybe learn something from this because there was an extreme love of that page for them to shoot up 13,000 in a short amount of time, you know, from just being a regular kind of main page that is kind of silly to something that was gigantic was definitely something that was noteworthy. Um, I don't fully know what they're intending to do especially as they were creating a a tip hotline, if you would, 
that they were like, tell us who's doing steroids. And Which to me, we intended to ask them about. Yeah, that, that's something that, uh, that raises a few eyebrows for different reasons. And there was definitely going to be a great conversation about slander and libel, especially libel because of, you know, all the things. But I digress. We're open to those conversations in the future. If some punk kid calls us and tells us that they're BJJ steroids and they really aren't and they're playing a great prank on us, cool. Now, Kevin and I are at this age now where we're just too old. You know, if you tell us your BJJ steroids, we'll probably be like, sure. Whatever. Because it's really not something we're interested in uh, in terms of making it further dramatic, but more so, what do you want? And what's the point of all this, kids? Well, fun side note, that's the beauty of being listed. You can find us on all sorts of platforms. <laughs> no. Very easy to get a hold of. So Super easy to find. Don't worry about that. Um, but anyway, I don't know if you'll see them fully reemerge. There's been rumored they will come back. Um, now we're hearing from the great beyond. Uh, people who know them are apparently saying they're coming back. And they'll be stronger than ever, which I think they would have to take steroids to do. I don't know, guys. We are just as uh, in the dark as you guys are now. So everybody who messaged me saying, like, when's that interview happening? Don't know. Maybe it won't happen. Maybe it will. Stay tuned. Also why we don't run some unconfirmed things that were reported to us that we did not run via air. So we're like, eh, don't, <laughs> don't believe that. So, Or do, but we're ready to see it. We'll see it in the world and or, then we'll comment on it because, uh, you know, you can hurt credibility and you can get in the way. And we rarely are worried about that because we're usually no. making jokes about it. Yeah. But that said, we were offered some certain privileged information by some uh, some friends out there in the internet world. We chose not to disclose because we were like, man, eh, doesn't sound quite like we can verify that. So there's a big difference between news and speculation. And as dumb as this might sound, Kevin and I have a little bit of experience doing both those things. So you know, we we do have some uh, editorial. Uh, sort of experience on this show so we hope that you guys understand and we just wanted to make sure you guys knew that um, because it was weird when they just had that happen it wasn't surprising it was just weird so um, you know who knows maybe in two days I'm going to have an emergency broadcast and then it's going to be me and Kevin being like hello we're talking with Julian Assange of BJJ BJJ we're steroids feet underground in a Denver bunker <laughs> I've got Andre Galvo in a cage who's going to get 10 minutes alone with the guy underwater. Can't wait to call it. Can't wait to enjoy this from prison. All right. That's going to do it for us this week in some MMA and a little grappling touch at the end. I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight. you have dialed has been changed. The new number is, please note, the new number is